0: Hello everyone, Uh, today I'm with Tracy Conan. Tracy's been investigating fraud for more than 25 years, but she didn't always want to be a forensic accountant. With a dream of one day being a prison warden, Tracy went to Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin to get a criminology degree. A class on financial crime investigations reminded her how much she loved Encyclopedia Brown books as a kid. She continued her criminology degree, but added accounting and economics courses so she could sit for the CPA exam. And here Tracy is, finding money in cases of corporate fraud, high net worth divorce, and other financial shenanigans. Welcome, Tracy, to the podcast. I am so happy to have you as my guest. Thank you for having me,
1: Anne. I'm really excited to be here because I already know that we are going to have a really fun conversation about what is a heavy topic, but something that I love to look at from as positive a standpoint as we possibly can.
0: Excellent. So that was a lot in your introduction. Tell us more about your background and what does forensic accountant really mean? Forensic accounting is finding
1: money. So I do fraud investigations. As you already said, you know, a lot of it is in the corporate space. So executives stealing money or manipulating financial statements, but then some of it is on the personal side, getting involved in divorce cases where I am finding money that one spouse may have hidden, sorting out the financial stuff that has gone on and helping people get really fair settlements in
0: their divorces. And that's so important. It is so important. So financial infidelity and financial abuse. um, That your specialty is helping women who are in a situation where they're getting divorced. Um, Tell us how you got into that area specifically.
1: Well, I started as a forensic accountant, more than 25 years ago. And I actually at first avoided divorce work. I did a lot of stuff involving lawsuits and fraud investigations and insurance claims and working with attorneys uh, as my clients on behalf of whoever they're working with. I really enjoyed all that kind of work. And I felt like divorce work had an emotional component to it that I wasn't interested in dealing with because divorce is such an emotionally difficult time. And about 15 years ago or so, I had a referral to me of a divorce case from someone that I really liked and respected. And I wanted to take on his referral, I really wanted to do a great job with this person that he was trusting me with. So I took on this divorce case and ended up finding out that I was actually really good at dealing with the emotional component. You know, I'm a very just the facts kind of person. And I'm very focused. What I found is that in some ways, I ended up becoming kind of a calming force in the divorce. You know, I certainly can listen and have empathy for all of the difficulties with the process. But I can also tell my clients, I've done this a lot of times before. And here's what I found. Here are the things that we can focus on that will best help you in the financial piece of your divorce. And so I'm great at working with them in spite of these emotional challenges. So having
0: thought, having said all that, uh, you've recently released your book Finding Find Me the Money. And uh, it's a story about Jackie and Derek. Tell us about who these people are and why you chose them as your Main characters of your book.
1: Right. So, when I was coming up with the concept for the book, the idea was that I wanted to write a story that would speak to women and show them that they can be empowered to understand what has been going on with the money in their marriage, understand, find out where their money has been going. Because, unfortunately, you know, Women are very often put in a position where things are happening with the money in their marriage that they don't know about. So I wanted to come up with a story that was very relatable, that um, really demonstrated what I had seen with so many of these clients over the last, you know, how many years? And so my main character in the story needed to be Jackie, someone who had given up her career to be a stay-at-home mom. because. Those are a lot of the women that I've worked with in my practice. And what happens with them is they give up their careers. They stay home with the kids. They lose years of earning power. They get behind in their skills. They don't have a retirement account to speak of, And then if they end up facing divorce, financially, they can really be devastated. Because I've seen this so many times, that's why the focus was on Jackie for the book.
0: And then, of course, the other factor in that is so often these women have given up their careers, but they've also lost their identity. They've become invisible. And so they don't have, they've lost a lot of the skills that they had going into the marriage. They were whole people with individual identity. They go into a marriage and all of a sudden they lose all their identity to their husband's
1: right? So that becomes
0: an important part of that as well.
1: And certainly they lose confidence professionally. They're thinking about how am I going to go back into the workforce? I mean, if you're getting divorced, the divorce court judge is going to say you must go back to work because everyone has to be self-supporting. And so, you know, it's really uh, overwhelming uh, and intimidating to think about going back to the workforce after a lengthy uh, absence. In addition to that. In many, many families, the men are still in control of the money. We especially find that if he is the breadwinner, he is typically in charge of the finances. And there's nothing wrong with that because we do divide up duties in marriages. Um, But what happens a lot of times is the wife is not paying attention to the money. She knows the bills are paid. I have the money to do the things that we as a family need to do every month. There's nothing for me to worry about. And then there isn't accountability. So what has her husband been doing with the money? And once they're getting divorced, some questions often come up.
0: For sure. Uh, So one of the things that you say at the beginning of the book is there are five secret thieves. I thought that was fascinating. So tell us about the five secret thieves, because I think we all need to know that. uh, In our lives and in divorce. Right. Yep. We we
1: focus on these five secret thieves of divorce, and they they take the joy and the confidence from the person who's getting divorced. In this case, Jackie. And so I'll talk about the woman getting divorced again because that's who I mostly work with. Um, but the five secret thieves: shame, betrayal, isolation, insecurity, and overwhelm. So there is a lot of shame that goes along with um, getting divorced in general and there is a lot of shame in regards to the money especially if you haven't been actively involved in watching over the finances and so shame was the very first secret thief that I wanted thief that I wanted to talk about in the book because it is really the most common one that I deal with in my work
0: sure these are all challenges that become truly exacerbated in a case where a woman's been married for either a short time or a very long time, and she's been focused on everything other than uh, the marital uh, finances. So it becomes an even greater challenge when you have a woman who is raising children and her focus is diverted. Um, In the years, so, there, are, You focus in the book about a woman who has children, but there are people who experience a sudden divorce claim uh, as, when they're older. Tell us more about some of the challenges with that. Oh, gosh, yeah. We, we tend to call that gray divorce
1: when people are older and getting divorced. Financially, it can be so incredibly devastating. You have made a life plan that centers around retiring together. And you have probably planned your finances very carefully to make that happen. And now all of a sudden you're getting divorced and you are taking a retirement account and maybe splitting it in half and having half as much to retire on. Maybe you are one of the people who is getting divorced and has a spouse who says you are not going to get a penny of that retirement account. Now they're full of crap. That's not going to happen to you. The courts aren't going to allow you to have to walk away from this marriage with none of that retirement account, but it is very scary and can be very devastating. Um, so the financial issues, if you are divorcing later in life, are really exacerbated. I mean, you know, I've worked with women who are in their 60s, who haven't been employed for decades and who are now looking at. Well, about all I can do is get a job in retail for twelve to fifteen dollars an hour, and I don't know how I'll possibly live on that.
0: Yeah, it's it can be devastating, and it can emotionally kill a person. Um, so, in your book, you give uh, some great tools, or in your on your website, you give great tools, but Who are the women who should really seek a a forensic accountant such as yourself to help them? Um, Because sometimes people say, oh, well, I know where everything is. I can take care of it. I'll just fill out all the forms. I'll be fine. But we don't know what we don't know.
1: Right. So everybody who's going through divorce needs to take a careful look at their finances. Who needs a forensic accountant? That is probably the people who have more complicated situations. Maybe you have larger assets, you have very high earning spouse, you have things like trusts, or you have business interests that you own, maybe multiple businesses. When it's those more complicated situations, that's when you probably need a forensic accountant to come in and untangle it all because it, you know. We're looking at money moving all over the place. We're looking at a number of different really valuable assets, and we want to make sure that we account for all of them to make sure that you have a complete picture of what you have before you're making any settlement. But I like to say for probably 95% of people going through divorce, your situation probably isn't so complicated that you need a forensic accountant, but you still need to be looking at all of the numbers. What does that mean? That means getting your tax returns for the last three to five years, getting all of your account statements for the last three to five years, going through those account statements line by line and looking at where money has been spent to see if there is anything that jumps out at you as unusual. So for example, um, you see a transfer of $5,000 to a bank that you never knew you or your husband did business at. That's concerning and something we want to ask a question about. Is there an account at another bank that you never knew about? Or you see a transaction for um, a $500 meal at a restaurant that you, you don't know if you or your husband ever eating at, you might want to ask what, what's going on here.
0: And you work with um, uh, lawyers to help people as, as they're going through the process.
1: So I, as a forensic accountant, what I call my consulting work, yes, I work with the attorneys um, and their clients to go through this divorce process. And I have a lot of direct contact with the clients. The attorney is there in the process to help get documents that we need, maybe sending subpoenas to banks, and also to, to have that strategy for going to court So, I always like to say, I can find money, but we need to know from your attorney if you have a way to get that money back. What does your state law say about this particular issue? Is there a statute of limitations? How would we go about getting it? Is it going to cost you more to get that money back than it's worth? And so, that's what I do with the attorney in those cases. In the cases where my services aren't needed, that's where my divorce money guide comes in to help people uh, see how they can for themselves gather these documents that they need, which documents do they really need, and what would they look for in them so that they can do that work themselves, save themselves a whole bunch of money by not having the forensic accountant, and then turn all of this data and information that they found over to their attorney so that it can be used in their divorce.
0: The documents, the worksheets for that um, are found on fraudcoach.com? So. Fraudcoach.com is my
1: website, yes, because I like to say I'm your fraud coach through your divorce. That's where you find the Divorce Money Guide. It is a paid product. Um, I do have some resources there. I've got a blog there that's got a lot of tips and and I've I've done a bunch of podcasts that have all sorts of tips and guides about what kinds of documents to get and and where to look for those documents and what to look for in them. Um, So that's the deal with Fraudcoach.com.
0: I would imagine a lot of that information is information that we should all have, whether we're going through a divorce or not, because when you're in a marriage, there's so much that is never spoken about. Right. Having that
1: financial information at hand is really important. But of course, we find that a lot of people either don't know where to find it online, don't know where to find it in their house, aren't even really aware necessarily of what documents so for example in the divorce money guide i've got a checklist of i think 30 some different financial documents that you would want to think about getting and i know that that sounds super overwhelming not everyone's going to get all of them but like for example one of the things that i say is to think about finding a copy of your homeowner's insurance policy so that you know what your home is insured for some people if they have things like jewelry or antiques or collectibles those might be documented on those policies, and that's really great, so that you don't forget about valuable things that you might need to account for in the divorce. So, thirty some items, you know, financial documents that you might want to think about getting. I find that's really helpful for people to kind of lay it out methodically for them. Just go down that checklist and think about each of them. Is that something that your family is affected by, or a document that you might have access to? One of
0: the notes that you have in the book, which I thought was great was at a certain time in the book, Jackie looks at all of her paperwork, and it's all there in front of her. So there's not a lot of mystery. And even though it was difficult putting it all together, at least she can see it. Right. And I, that's the part of the story. I mean, there's so much in your book. It's an easy read. And it's certainly a fast read. But there's just so much information in there. And it puts it in a way that's so much more palatable. It's not like somebody dumping a whole bunch of questions on top of you and saying, okay, fine, you have to fill all this stuff out, which is overwhelming. But you tell the story in a way that someone can say, okay, fine, today is today. And this is where I need to start. But Jackie finds that in the end, at least she can see what
1: she has, right? It was really important for me that find me the money, not be a big instruction book, do this, do this, do this in your divorce. Yes, ultimately, I do have a list of instructions for people if they want to go through their finances. And I hope that people do that. But for the book, I wanted it to be something that was really easy to read and digest. So for example, You know, I have a lot of advice for people in working with their attorneys because divorce attorneys are really expensive. And so I have advice that i like to give about how you can better work with your attorneys, questions that you need to ask them, how you can make your meetings with them um, more valuable, less time consuming because they bill by the hour. And so in the book, I was able to sort of tell that story about how Jackie worked with her attorney so that hopefully people reading it could say haha i could do that with my own attorney without me standing up there on a pulpit and telling them do this with your attorney yeah
0: yeah i it was really an interesting book to read but i there was so much value in every page and the other part of it is that when a woman is going through a divorce it's so traumatic and for so long if she doesn't know where anything is, she didn't see it coming. Then, she doesn't have enough self confidence to say, "Okay, well, we I need this, this, and this." Very often, women give up. Um, what happens in the case? There are a lot of women who do give up. They just don't pursue it.
1: Right. Well, you know, this is kind of focusing in on secret thief number five: overwhelm is this process of divorce gets so overwhelming. There are so many pieces to it. There's so much paperwork to it. There's so much procedure. And then there's the interpersonal with your ex and the arguing that goes on. And it is really overwhelming. And when it comes to the finances, I do see women giving up on the money and throwing their hands up and saying, forget it. He can just have the house or he can just have the retirement account. And I always say to my clients, that there is a time in your divorce when we look very carefully at what kind of settlement is on the table and we say you know we could push for a little bit more but it seems like this is the right point we've gotten enough in the emotional cost of continuing to push for more and the legal fees to push for more probably not worth it but what i see unfortunately is women giving up too early they listen to the threats you're never going to get a penny I'm going to make sure you don't, I'm going to make sure you're homeless. I mean, there are awful, awful things that are said during divorces. And so part of my mission is education of women. You are entitled to part of that retirement account. You are entitled to at least half of the house. And oh, does it burn some people when I talk about getting more than half of the retirement account or more than half of the house? Why? Because if I have a client in front of me who's, Earning capacity is very low compared to her husband's, maybe because she has left the workforce, maybe for a variety of reasons. She might be entitled to a larger share of that retirement account because she can never save her retirement like he can. There are arguments that can be made. And so, ooh, I gotta, I've really got to educate people and do my part there. So, so people, women in particular, do not walk away prematurely. Excellent. Truly excellent. So tell us where people can find you. Well, they can find me at my website, fraudcoach.com, because as I said, I am your fraud coach during your divorce, and I actually made a landing page for your podcast listeners, and they are going to find that at fraudcoach.com forward slash ask, or just wanted to ask. And on that landing page, what they're going to find is a little hello from me. They're going to find a link to the book. They're going to find a link to the divorce money guide if that was something that interested them and they wanted to find out more about that. And they're going to see there a red flag assessment. And what that is, is a short quiz that will take three or four minutes to complete. If you are concerned about what has been going on with the money and your marriage, but you don't know how concerned you should be, could there be fraud? Could there be money missing? You take this quiz. I ask you some questions about how you've been managing the money in the marriage and some signs that you may have seen. And I'll give you my assessment of how worried I think you should be.
0: Oh, that's such a gift. It is awesome. I had no idea, but that's wonderful. Well, Um, now you
1: can go take that quiz right away and see what you find out.
0: I'm definitely going to have to do that. So um, as I said before, the book was absolutely amazing. Um, Tell us again what the five secret thieves are. The five secret thieves of divorce are shame.
1: Betrayal, isolation, because you feel so alone during this process, insecurity, and overwhelm. And by the end of the book, Jackie, despite her husband Derek's affair and financial infidelity on top of it, she has resolved her five secret thieves and she comes out with pride and feeling restored, supported by her family and friends feeling accomplished for all that she has been able to do through her divorce and with her children and her home life, and she feels very empowered.
0: Well, I can't thank you enough. The book was amazing, and thank you so very much for joining me as my guest today. Well, thank you for all your kind words about the book, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to
1: talk about something that I am so passionate about.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.